0: four three two one are we ready to go
1: is that a question
0: or a statement that's a question i mean we could just like mute the mics mics again and then just like not get started i mean i'd
1: hope we're ready to go because started yes
0: we are <laughs> welcome everyone to framecast number 41 hopefully not the last framecast but we're going to talk about something which has been talked about and apparently got people in trouble but at least we're just going to talk about it in good faith this is just going to be a discussion of two people having opinions we're not going to talk we're not going to show any copyrighted stuff Ooh, don't take us down youtube yay how's it going drew <laughs> what the hell i was just so random <laughs>
1: um I'm, I'm i'm good let's 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 do the thing
0: Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe Corona's getting to me. Anyway, um, wow, that's, that's monetized already. Woo, we're doing good. We're on the streak. No, um, today we're talking about a couple of topics. Uh, I think our main headline topic, um, for today is, um, about The Last of Us, which, uh, recently had, um, a big amount of their upcoming game, Last of Us 2, leaked on the internet, um. With all sorts of repercussions. And I've also been hearing that, like, this is why the statement earlier that uh, YouTubers are getting shut down for like talking about it and maybe showing the footage. Uh, Drew, you told me a little bit about it. I don't know how much you know, but.
1: So this is secondhand information because Mm. Loz was the one that told me about it and he watched. Uh, I think it was heel versus babyface. Um, he watched his videos, uh, and I don't think um, I've. I know Yong Yeah has done a, a video on this as well, specifically about content creators getting kicked off, uh, so having their videos strike, removed, and stuff mm-hmm. like this. And I think it's it's not just you. It's If you talk about any plot elements within The Last of Us 2, that Sony have just come down hard on taking down the videos. Mm-hmm. So I don't think us talking about the fact that this has happened to people is going to negatively impact us. But because we're not talking about what happens in the game, because I don't think either of us actually know, nor do I, don't th- uh, nor- nor do I think we
0: care. I mean, I haven't played The Last of Us, the original yeah. one, nor do I know uh, what The Last of Us Two is. Apparently, it's releasing in June, but we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that later. Um, sure. And when we get into it, uh, our other two topics are Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, single purchase um, on the same brand on cross console play. Uh, that was a weird title, but basically it means that uh, this new Assassin's Creed title that we'll get announced, um, we're gonna you're gonna be able to play it on both consoles, and you don't have to buy two games for it. Um, both like previously on the next-gen console, not like you can buy the Xbox game and put in your PS4. That'd be lit, though. Um...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's just the drop of, that would be lit, though.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, how cool cool would that be? You just, like, open up your Xbox game, you just drop it into the PS4, it's just, like, setting fire to water and being like, yeah. I I mean,
1: like... uh... I mean, one thing I would love... Is the ability to do that with sort of like PC games. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's a friend of mine who is primarily a console gamer and he can't afford a brand new PC, but like I could probably drop a few hundred pounds uh which got in uh, the next while to, to buy a, a console to to play games with him. But like it'd just be nice if I like, oh look, I've got um, oh, here's a perfect example. Friend of mine has Darksiders Genesis on Switch. I have it on PC. It would be nice if either I could have my copy of that's on the PC work on my Switch or her copy of the Switch working on her PC. Mm-hmm. Why is like, why isn't it just a this is the game license? It doesn't matter what platform.
0: Yeah, it's like that's also that's also like the, the main thing, kind of kind of with, with with here, where like a good step has been taken. But like I can 100 see see your point. So uh, let's just let's get into it, whatever. Uh, there's one. Oh, more. Should we go to the, th- the first, should we talk about the, the third topic? The third one has to do with everyone's favorite mobile gaming. Uh, woo! I can see everyone leaving the the, the chat already. Yes. Um, no. Um, AMD and Samsung are teaming up uh, for their next generation phones. Uh-huh. Which has some interesting like prospects for it, so we're gonna get into that as our first topic. But I guess we're gonna jump right into the um, the the thing that we were just talking about with the with the Assassin's Creed thing. We'll get into like uh-huh. our our titular topic like in the middle, so you stick around. Um, right, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla single purchase, same brand cross. I really screwed up that title. What's going on? Well, last week Ubisoft revealed a new entry in the Assassin's Creed lineup named Valhalla, uh, which is centered around the Viking era. Now. I've seen The Traitor. Have you seen it? Yes. What were your thoughts? It's
1: not an Assassin's Creed game. There's no
0: hood. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen people talk about that, uh, about that too, where it's like, why does there need to be an Assassin's Creed title to this thing? Because, like, isn't this... Can't we just make, like, a really cool, like, Viking game? And me not having played a, l- a lot of Assassin's Creed at all yet, I'm like... I mean, I don't care that the name is there, but I can definitely see their point. That, like... It looks like a really cool Viking game. I don't necessarily see the tie into to Assassin's Creed in the trailer yet.
1: Well, well no. I mean, there, there was only one point mm-hmm. where he had the uh, hidden blade in the gauntlet. That was literally the only point, no pun intended, to that, that made it relevant to Assassin's Creed. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I played the first one, and I thought the first one was brilliant proof of concept. Right, yeah. It wasn't the best game in the world, but it showed that the, the franchise had the potential to be mind-blowingly amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The second game, I thought, so this this is like properly Assassin's Creed 2, I thought was incredible, right? I played it through and through. I loved the plot. I loved the character development. I loved the the way they stole. Sorry, stole the story, told the story, and I loved the characters that they brought in. Everything was fully fleshed out. It felt amazing, and they picked one of the best times to to do it—best time periods. But then they released Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood, right? Mm -hmm. And this is when there was rumour that they were going to do trilogies for each generation so Ezio got three games but then the the second one was really bland it felt like there was a lot of busy work it felt like you're just making me go do these things like i i don't i don't feel any motivation to do this stuff it's like i need a new hat well go buy yourself a hat oh, i can't like you ever play those games like, why, why am I doing this for you? Why aren't you doing it yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, but that burnt me so badly because I, like, I had such a high bar for Assassin's Creed 2. I never bothered with any of the others. I never played Revelations. I've heard that that's supposed to be good. Uh, so that's the third of the Assassin's Creed 2 trilogy. And then I heard 3 was not good. 4... I heard good things about it, but like I never got to play it. Like, that, like I keep seeing it on sale. I'm like, I'll buy that. And it turns out like I already own it. I'm like, oh, I still haven't played it. <laughs> um, I don't know if there was a five syndicate. I've just watched. Uh, oh shit, was it the Gaming Lemon? Is that what YouTube channels called? Which again was hilarious because I think that was based in old time England. Then there was Unity, which was supposed to be like four player. Co-op experience, which, as far as I could tell, was a literal train wreck. Like it, it, it wasn't able to do co-op in the slightest. Like people's faces were missing, and that you just had teeth with eyes. Just I've like seen there. the memes so, about that. Yeah, there was loads yeah. of problems with it. Then there was, uh, I think, after Unity, there was Odyssey, and I've heard good things of Odyssey. No, it wasn't. Odyssey. And there was the... another one. Origins. Origins, then Odyssey. That was it. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not
0: over. Well, I'm more interested in the Viking thing. But, mm-hmm. you know. So, like my my experience with uh, Assassin's Creed has been very limited. I've seen it like a couple of times, and like I've like I, I think my cousin had it, and like I played it like a little bit, not so much that I've actually played the story. So I'm actually intending to like go ahead and like do proper playthroughs of the thing before, like, this thing comes out, but, like, what captured my mind so intensely about, like, Assassin's Creed, which, like, still, like, holds its title as, like, somewhat, like, special for me, is that it literally came at a time when, like, I was coming out of, like, 2D games, you had Mario, yeah, like, very, like, standard games, which, were, like, you know, 2D, maybe a little bit of 3D, but it was, like, very guided, like, you had only, like, one thing that you could do, and... Then I got into Assassin's Creed, like, completely out of the bank, and i was like, shit, like, I'm literally here in this world. I can, like, walk around, people will interact with me, there's no no point that says, like, I can only go this way, I can also just, like, turn the corner in the street, and, like, I can check out this building, and I can, like, walk around, and just, like, it felt so insane to me at that time, and, of course, many, many games later on have done it way better. Uh, the entire open world thing, it's become like an entire like, thing, open worlds. Um, but I'll never like forget that moment that I was like, I think it was like some sort of medieval setting or so. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like it literally felt like I was there. And probably like, if I go back to it now, if I can find that place, i would just be like, well, this kind of looks like outdated, but you know, still cool. So like, that's, that's what, assassin's creed great special for me personally, uh, not played much of it though. Well- one thing I'd
1: really like to know about Assassin's Creed games is do they still continue the the narrative of you know, being someone in the future reliving their ancestors lives, or have they just gone, oh, let's give up on that entirely let's just put them in the time zone you know, or time period, and it's, like, I, I yeah, I'd be interested to know, but
0: yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it too, um I'm gonna be learning more about the story. Uh, right now, I'm not that advanced with it, but it does doesn't it doesn't seem too uncommon for for titles that get stretched out for a very long periods of time, over very many entries. That at a certain point, like you know, certain things don't hold true anymore, and certain things don't make sense anymore. It's it's just like this one Star Trek thing. Um, what was the name again of that series? Was it Picard? Sure. Move on. Move on. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this thing's coming out. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out, but we're not an advertisement here because we're not sponsored. Although, Ubisoft, if you want to sponsor the Framecast and us to talk about more Assassin's Creed, feel free to contact us. Um, You have my number. Um, Actually, you don't, but anyway. Um, So this thing is one of the many games that are expected to release. Kind of like like we're right now in 2020, 2021, we're kind of at the brink of this generation of consoles which if you're on PC, you'd be like, "What? It's a generation of consoles? It's like the PS4 goes to the PS5. This generation of consoles is kind of ending and the new one is coming in. And uh, most of the time, like when games release on like a shift from like one platform to the other, uh, it's a bit of a weird time because on the one hand, you need to like make it adaptable to um, like the old system so people can still play it on the old systems because like once the new thing comes, comes out, not everyone's going to buy it. But at the same time, you need to release it on like the new system. So if like people buy the new thing, they can play it. So that already causes like some weird shenanigans with these games most of the time. Like how are they gonna make them compatible? Like how will they do with like what qualities can it like what can they do with this one game and what can they do with this other like platform, basically, because like the one platform will be a lot more powerful than the other. Um, and most of the time what really what what ends up happening with this situation is that you have like a game for the PlayStation 3 and a game for the PlayStation 4. Like I I own like GTA 5 like twice. Because we had another PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation Four came around, and everyone went to the PS Four, and then you had to buy it again. Now, that's something which, uh, according to Xbox, is going to be something of the past. So, um, what they have, um, what they have is something which is called Xbox Smart Delivery, and Assassin's Creed um, is has been set to support that. Like they they went out and they found it online. I think on the Best Buy website or something. Not quite sure, but uh, it got confirmed by uh, by Microsoft and Ubisoft that. Uh, It will support Xbox Smart Delivery. And what is Xbox Smart Delivery? Well, that means that if you bought and supported an Xbox One game, um, you can play that game on the new generation Xbox Series X. I think that's the name. The new Xbox. You can play your old Xbox One game on the new Xbox. Um... So you only will have to buy it once. Like, if you buy it once on the Xbox One, you don't have to buy a new game for the new uh, console generation. Uh, so far, the only games that this will be supported are by uh, Microsoft's own titles, so, like, uh, Halo and Gears of War. And Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk 2077 have said to support this as well. Um, the list might expand. There's very little known about it yet because, like, the thing is not out yet. Uh, also, we don't necessarily know how to supply to physical copies. Um whether you can just insert their Xbox one disk and whether that will work on your Xbox series X. Uh, however, Microsoft hasn't denied yet that it won't work with physical games, so like they still like they don't make separations between physical and digital games when they're talking about like this smart delivery thing. So how do you feel about this, drew?
1: I Okay, so I think this is a good thing to mm-hmm. start with. Right. I like the idea of being able to take my games forward and being able to continue playing, so on and so forth. The difficulty, I think, with a lot of these—oh God, how do do I say—my I have a concern. Now, this might Mm -hmm. be like wild, uh, unbased concern but I think it's perfectly valid. Do you remember what one of the biggest controversies of the Xbox One was?
0: Um, that was right at the start, wasn't it? That, like, if you bought a game, then, like, the game would be tied to your account, even if you bought a disc. So, like, if you weren't to, yeah. like, sell it as a second-hand, or if you, like, give it to your friend, it wouldn't work on their Xbox.
1: Exactly. Like, you've hit the nail on the head, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my concern is if you were to buy a physical copy of the game mm-hmm. right how and and they're doing this whole smart delivery thing how would the game how would xbox how would microsoft know if you if you owned the game because i cannot envision that a disc would be backwards compatible unless that's all this is.
0: Unless I, I, it's just backwards I, I, I compatible. Would, I would imagine it would be because, like, basically, we went from, like, if you look at the, the, the generation, especially the PlayStation, first PlayStation had CDs, then the second PlayStation 2 had DVDs, and the PlayStation 3 had Blu rays, and it's continued Blu rays now as well. So, like, I don't think they're going to change the media format as, like, I think it's still going to be Blu ray discs.
1: Like, no, but I mean, you have to have different readers to do these different things, right? So you have to like um, a. I'd be. I don't know, but I don't think. Um, like it's dependent on the technology, like how narrow the laser is, how well it can read the tracks, how well it can interpret the the blocks and like, the the sectors mm-hmm. on the discs, and so forth. Emulating a game system is actually really difficult to do. It's like you know, it's why a lot of emulators for old, so more current consoles are like the jankiest pile of shit ever. A lot of them have to run on Assembler. They have to interpret stuff. That's why a lot of games, right? You know, Near Automata... Uh, I said it a moment ago, like, earlier in the... Um, oh, shoot. Monster Hunter World. Those games are emulated. You need big, chunky CPUs in order to play those games. They're, they're not graphically pretty. Like, some of the textures in Near Automata are just downright ghastly. Mm-hmm. But... You know, you need chunky CPUs because the game is being emulated, right? And, you know, so you would really need to stress out the system in order to emulate an older console sort of thing. The alternative, and this is what I'm more uh, willing to believe, is when you've got the libraries to compile the program in the different source, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, when you have a game work for... um Oh, God, let's just pick any... Ah, Batman Arkham Knight is a good example, right? So with Batman Arkham Knight, they had a Xbox version, mm-hmm. a playstation version and a pc version Mm -hmm. now the pc version was ported over and it was done badly right the important thing to know is like say i'm trying to render batman right yeah but the textures are rendering weird so what you have to do is you have to modify like you check in the code what console am i on i'm on the xbox i've got to render the textures vertically then you go to the PlayStation 4. Like, what console am I on? I'm on the PlayStation 4. Right. What uh, You have to render the textures horizontally. This is just an example,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then when you come to compile the program for that platform, it interprets the code and does the stuff necessary to get it to work. So what this could be is quite simply that the libraries to actually do the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X are so similar, right, that doing this translation is super easy, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, ah, oh, I'm rendering Batman, I'm you have to do it vertically, right? It's still the same. You still have to just render him vertically, right? So basically, there will be minor differences to get the game, and you just have to patch it in yeah. order to
0: get it to work. All right. no I, I, I would believe that too. like I actually think that like if, if if you looked at previous generations, there were big differences between like um the discs and file sizes and like the way that they constructed their like physical games. I believe that like with the shift that we're seeing towards like more digital stuff, I don't think that they're innovating that much on like the disk front because most of the time like what we see right now is like usually discs would have to carry the entire game right now, discs are just kind of there to like, Give you a validation that you have that you own the game and then you download it via like online. Like, that's most games that you have right now. You buy them, you throw the discs in, you have to like buy, you have to download like 80 gigs before you can play it. So, generally, um, I hadn't thought about that. What you were saying, like, maybe like the entire like rating um structure or like the entire disc thing is different. And if it is, then like that could cause some problems. But I, I like. I'm doubting that they would, like, ch- like, go for all the development effort to, like, change that, uh, because, like, it's such a minor detail. Like, as for for example, like, before, like, um, with every generation, like, controllers would change. Like, you couldn't plug in your controller from, like, the one um, console into the other. Um, however, with, like, the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, you can't use the PlayStation 3 controllers on the PlayStation 4, but you can use PlayStation 4 controllers on the PlayStation 3, because they both use the same Bluetooth interface. Um right like right now like if your playstation free controllers break like the thing is dead you can't use it um, and you can't replace it because there's no new ones but then you can just use the playstation 4 one so i f- i feel that they might have the same thing with um with like the disc readers where you're like well blu-ray right now is the only thing which is kind of like new like i don't think anyone has been developing a new cd um type format to like yeah. stuff. stuff. and No you're right and
1: to be honest, a lot of the reason. Oh, sh- Shazbot, can you hear me? All right.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Right.
1: Okay, cool. Um, one of the big reasons why, mm-hmm. like, uh, big media's don't exist anymore, like, why they aren't inventing new ones, is because um, the internet has massively monopolised these sorts of. things. Because people love the convenience, right? I mean, I I own a lot of like DVDs and things. I don't know if uh, I've ever had them on display behind me at any point in time. Like I used to have them in, like on display. Like these bookshelves full of DVDs rather than models, and but now, Mm -hmm. like I can watch Blu-ray quality Star Trek: The Next Generation on Netflix for no effort, right? Yeah. For like no... I don't have to spend 60 to 70 quid to be able to watch Star Trek. I can just watch it... Uh, Whenever no you want. Problem. Yeah. As oh. part of the subscription service. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So I feel that a lot of these... Like purchase from the store uh, platforms that they are being phased out massively, exclusively because of um, how good the internet is getting around the
0: world, and because like it's way better for like the companies that we don't own anything. Because basically, like if you buy a f- yeah. digital copy, like you're not necessarily owning it; you own a license to it, and yeah, like see. There's two things. Like, number one is like, um, it's easier if you buy a digital product because, as of right now, as far as I'm aware, there's no price difference between the physical and digital product, which is weird because like the the physical product actually needs to be made. Like, they need to make a case, they need to make like a the, the, the CD thing, and they need to ship it around. However, because people like don't really mind, they still pay the sixty bucks. And like, hey, you know, you get more money for less effort, and a digital. Download doesn't, like, isn't anything in the real world. So, like, basically, like, you can have access to it as long as, like, the online servers can fa- can validate, like, your uh, purchase, like, your license. Um, and, like, right now that works really, really, really great because you can just get the game whenever you want. You don't have to go out. You don't have to worry about uh, shortages. And that's very convenient, except for, like, when the service goes down, which is something that I'm personally, like, that's why I'm not a big fan of it. I do think that, like, cds and the well like physical storage has a place for people that don't necessarily have internet connections so like when it comes to like online games always online games um like overwatch or something like i don't think that they'll like continue to have physical like games like physical like game cartridges or like uh discs for a long time or destiny 2 because like if you want to play that you cannot play that offline you cannot play that with like just from the disc i do think that like when it comes to solo games um, and Assassin's Creed would definitely be one of those, and I think like Red Dead Redemption, I recently played that. Um, like those games will probably continue just to like have the discs on there, but you can't play the latest build, um, which um, is probably a good thing for people that don't play with internet connection or like when the uh, like Xbox Live or PSN service goes down, um, which inevitably would inevitably will. Um, as you've seen, like the first generations of these online consoles where like the live service is no longer there. Uh, it's,
1: it, but the thing is, that's not just limited to consoles either. No. Right. So, uh, for example, I cannot play the first crisis game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? It will not run on my PC because the game is so old now Now that they're doing a remaster of crisis. I'm like, yay, I get to play it again. Right. like when people say oh just go play the original i can't i physically cannot play the original again Mm -hmm. right then there's um what's called games that are like i think grand theft auto 4 had an experience of this so microsoft were the ones that were producing the license keys for grand theft auto 4 so every single time they sold a copy they had Mm -hmm. to like this is a license key so you know, if you go onto Steam, you can see your CD keys for each of the games. Yeah? Now, the issue with... The rest of my sentence. The issue um, with GTA 4. Yes, thank you. The issue with GTA 4 is that Microsoft turned around and said, like, we're no longer producing serial keys for this game. And thus, you know, the game had to come off Steam until Rocksteady... Rockstar even, I keep getting mm. those two companies mixed up, turned around and came up with another way of so the game could be sold on Steam.
0: Yeah. Well, like, that is definitely something when it, Well, when it comes to, like, digital releases, uh, as Nassif also points out in chat. Um, he says, and guess in theory, part of that 60 bucks for digital format is paying to have a server that stores uh, the file indefinitely and for the bandwidth to serve it to you or something. But um, just like something... Else, which is kind of interesting with like this digital thing, where it's like, um, there is there's definitely like if you look at like consoles going down, uh, like like Xbox Live on the original Xbox not working anymore, it's like, well, at least on PC, you won't have that. Well, like recently, like we did like the Lego, the Hobbit thing for uh, like remote play, that was a game that we both had, but you can't buy on Steam any, anymore, I think. Maybe you can, I don't know. No, no, I, I don't think you can because it was taken out of. Sale in 2015, uh, because like the licensing agreement like finished. I believe you can't, like, you can no longer buy it. But if you have it on Steam as like a game that you bought, you can still play it. Um, however, the thing is that like digital games aren't always there in the cloud. They're, the cloud is a server that someone owns and someone operates. As no, someone you can has, still buy it. You can still buy it. Yeah, you can still buy The Hobbit. Okay, I thought that like there was something going on. I that. think
1: there's, I think there's another Lego game that you can't buy. But yeah, let's yeah. Con-
0: anyway. Uh, There are some games you can no longer buy. Why? Because like, in order to like access a game, in order to like buy the serial codes for a game, like they need to be generated and they need to be stored on like a validation server that checks for them, and the data needs to be stored on a server that like gives you the data. And those things cost money to run. And if everyone is like accessing them, like basically you just have one server with like that piece of data. It's like if everyone's accessing that, like that's way cheaper than like having like having to print all discs and all these physical items. But the moment that, like, it's only, like, one or two people playing that game and downloading it, like, it's no longer an interest for, like, the company to, like, run that thing. Because, like, if everyone's moved on, like, why keep it up? And that's something which, like, I also think is a little bit worrying when it comes to, um, when it comes to, like, these digital license games, when it comes to, like, these, also these, like, um, season pass kind of games, these, these always online sort of games. Uh, we might just end up with an era where, um, in so many years, like, we lose a lot of the games that we have right now because basically the service will just be shut down when the company goes bankrupt or they don't think it's worth keeping it up anymore. And because there are no, like, fiscal copies or even if there are, like, it requires an internet connection so that doesn't work anymore. No one can play these games anymore. And I think that's kind of worrisome in a sense. Like, that's not really good. We're going to lose, like, some important piece of gaming history or things uh, even more like individually speaking you're going to lose your property that you paid for
1: I I remember that there is this there uh, there was this story which turned out to be not true about Bruce Willis and his iTunes collection do you know the story? no
0: I have no idea tell me
1: Okay, so the story goes that Bruce Willis wanted to take Apple to court because when he died, or when he would die rather, sorry, he would want to leave his music collection to his daughter. Mm -hmm. However, the T's and C's stated that when he died, then all ownership of those items would just cease to exist. Right? Yeah. Uh, Turns out the story was complete factual, but it did highlight an important fact that this stuff is temporary. Mm-hmm. There was an amazing Xbox live game for the Xbox 360 I loved called Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Uh, I played it a lot with a friend of mine. Loved the shit out of it. It was done by the same company that did Mercenary. Games, and ultimately um. We lost access to it because, yeah, it oh, goodbye, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I totally get behind the notion of wanting to own physical copies of the games. This is one thing that I think Steam has certainly given us a false sense of security because Steam has survived for so long. I mean, what we're talking 2005
0: it's Steam. been around for a really long time as far as i can remember and like it keeps being around and it keeps you all of the games yeah. that you bought like it seems like it's there forever
1: and it's you know it, it gives us the sense that oh i go from pc to pc to pc my games are still there right but i can't play crisis one it just won't work anymore mm-hmm. um My friend can't buy Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't even know if that works. I'm pretty sure the majority of the, oh gosh, the Legacy of Kane games that I own on there won't work anymore, right? I'm pretty sure I've got like oodles of old games that I can no longer play.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, like one of one of the main um, reasons that that's being brought up, aside from like having to produce a physical copy, is that like this always online kind of situation, which Steam also like brought forward. Like, always having this online requirement is a great way to go against piracy, to go against like uh, people that like, uh, if you just have a disc, like the disc will have like DRM protections in it, but if it's made to just work offline, then people will find a way to crack it, um, and. Like then they can just take the data and just throw it out, and people can download it, and like, they don't have to buy it. Um, and if there's always an online element where you have to be logged in, it needs to be checking in with the, with a server whether your um, whether your like copy is valid and whether you are an actual like user that's logged into the system. Um, like that makes the piracy a lot harder. Um, on the one hand, I agree with that. I think that's a good thing. Um, on the other hand, um, I'm not advocating for piracy. But I do feel that, like, uh, when it comes to, like, keeping certain, like, um, experiences around for, like, history, um, there is a bad element to, like, this always online checking thing, having, like, servers be required to be running in order to play it. Because, like, let's say, for example, like, the, um, the original Star Wars movies before, like, George Lucas came around and, like, fucked around with it. It's like let's say. George that... Lucas was always there. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like he came around later on and like fucked with uh, all sorts of like CGI animals and. Uh...
1: Oh, the original trilogy where he added shit in. Got yes, it.
0: yes, those. So like when when the original like the the very original things were produced, like they were physical copies, and some people still have those. However, you can't buy them now anymore. Like if you buy a DVD or a Blu-ray right now, or you watch it on like Netflix or wherever it is, Disney Plus probably. Uh, like you will find the edited version. You can't find the original version. You can only find that online, because people have oh, the physical with like... copy. However, yeah, with like... he
1: hated Christians. Yeah.
0: Yeah. However, if that thing released during this during a time where there were no physical copies and was just released on like Disney Plus, and then like Disney Plus changed it because George Lucas changed it, then that version would be lost to history. And I think that's kind of worrisome. Like I like uh, I'm not saying like. You should pirate things. I don't, I'm not saying like that's a great thing, but I do think that for um, like keeping things alive in history, uh, there is like a certain goodness in having um, physical copies that will remain, and maybe bearing that risk of like maybe a couple of them will uh, might be defeated with their DRM is a risk which is it for the continuation of having it later on in life and history. I don't I
1: know. Don't know. I don't know how much of a tangent um, you want to go down this. I'm
0: happy to go wherever you want to go.
1: So there's a video by Corridor Digital, Mm -hmm. which I think I've pimped before. Lovely people who did a video which was Disney have altered some of their old movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. There's a oh god I can't remember what it's it basically uh, I can't remember what the title of this movie is but this guy ends up finding a mermaid yeah. right and like while she is dry right you know what I'm talking about yeah, while I've she's dry it. she has legs and then when she goes into water she has a tail yeah right now they ended up doing a really bad CG job of covering this woman's... Oh, sorry, the actress's butt, right? So that it was safe for kids. And they made this weird, like, fur patch wookie thing, like, just attached to her back and her behind. And it moves so out of place. And it was like what the hell is it looks horrific you can spot yeah. it from a mile away so i'm pretty much oblivious to these things and i yeah. fucking saw it
0: so basically that, that the idea is that like in the original shot like the the woman walks away like naked um and like you can see her butt yeah. and like that's yeah. why everyone that's why everyone watched that thing to begin with that's why it got popular no one else kept them oh clearly was, clearly <laughs> but um what it what it did is basically like in cgi it just like kind of like it seemed like they just extended her hair all the way down and it looked horrible and it's just like, yes, yes, it's better now. Um, and, like, I can understand that when it comes to, like, if you want to uh, provide content for your platform. I mean, like, actually, I agree and I disagree. Fundamentally, I disagree. But, like, I can understand if you're running a platform and you have certain ideologies that you subscribe to, fine. Um, what I fundamentally disagree with is that, like, things are created as, like, the thing that they are. And, like, you shouldn't be, like afraid of what it is it's like if i create a piece of content it's my piece of content if you want to watch it you can watch it if you don't want to watch it you you don't want to watch it you can just click away like you don't have to worry about it it's like i'm not forcing you to watch it um but like if you feel like you have to like censor things in your platform i mean like i'm not for it but like hey if it's your platform and you feel like oh i want this to be up to these standards whatever man you do you so like i can understand that they want to have like something um something which might have have to be changed because they don't agree with it. It's like, if you want to do that for your platform, that's fine. But if I can then no longer access the original, then that's, like, a bit of a problem because, like, they obviously made it worse. But, like, I don't have an option now to, like, watch the original thing. And that is kind of bad. Uh, and especially, like, when it comes down right now with, like, you know, if it comes down to, to digital-only games, it's going to be a problem. And, yeah, but going back to, like, the the disc thing the the like to carry your game over for like to the next generation i do think that it's a it's a plus it's a benefit for like the consumers given that we like we're, we're seeing right now this trend towards less f- physical games if this applies to physical games and this will be a major benefit because basically if i can just buy a disc with like xbox one on it i can just buy an xbox series x like a year or two years later and it just like can drop my entire library in the new console like, that will be great. Like, I have many, many PlayStation 3 games, which I would love to play. Uh, But, like, my PlayStation Free controllers aren't all that great anymore. And, like, I'd rather play it on my PS4 because that's like, hooked in right now. So, like, if I could just jam them right in and play them, that would be amazing. Um, So, if that's the case with the Xbox, then I think Sony and, I don't know, Nintendo, but Sony Sony will be sure to follow. Because, like, uh, most of the time, what you see, if, like, these companies do something, uh, which people like, like, they're very quick to follow each other in what they do.
1: I think to me personally it depends on whether or not they are disguising this as a method of registering physical copies of games to um specific accounts because if I st- like if I can can do this but I can't lend my copy to someone else no I still don't want that Right, yeah. Because again, like, you, yeah. What happens? Right. Here's a question for you. Right. Let's say Cyberpunk 2077. I have it on the Xbox One. Oh, I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, so good. And then all of a sudden, like, they turn around and say, Ah, oh, we're migrating to the Xbox Series One X. Your copy of Cyberpunk 2077 does not know. Uh, sorry, no longer works. With mm-hmm. your Xbox One, go buy an Xbox Series One X or whatever. You know, long stupid ass title name is stupid and long.
0: That is that is interesting too, because like now that you mention it, um, like of course, like the the, the combining to like identity thing, like that could be something that they do. Though I rather see yep. that they're like, hey, this is an Xbox One disc, so let's just like download the Xbox Series X data because like it just recognizes that this is this disc and like whatever. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that you bring up. Where it's like, we migrate. Maybe this lowers the threshold to migrate to another platform. Like, this is something which I'm very genuinely curious about. Not just with, like, Cyberpunk, but also with games as a surface. Like, Warframe. Like, Destiny 2. That are now running very well on, like, the Xbox One and the PLA Station 4. Like, how will they move forward? Like, are they going to be on both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X? Like, I would assume so. Like, if you want to continue to be, like, in the market, like, for a longer time. Do you want to be supported on, like, the new platforms but are you going to be on like the old platforms as well the entire time um i don't know because like on the one hand you have been on there but on the other hand it's like well they're only going to be relevant for so long because hopefully the new generation will be like a lot more powerful so you can you would be able to do a lot more with your game so you'd want to expand and use that and if you have to go back and like make it available for like the old platform like you are limited in what you can do so, like, are they just going to end support at a certain time, these games as a service? Like, if I have a PlayStation 4 and I'm playing, like, Destiny or I'm playing my Warframe, well, I just all of a sudden have, like, hey, thank you for playing here, but get fucked. by a PlayStation. And if you're poor, well, sorry for you. um, Because that will be an interesting thing, too. What do you think?
1: I think that if they do do this, it'll be one hell of a dick move. I am interested to know how. I mean, the the big one for me right mm. now is Final Fantasy VII Remake, yeah, Part One, um, and the upcoming PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Right, Sony paid to have FF Seven remade. Right, yeah. From me watching Co-Carnage play it, like I, I. Tr- Damn, I wish I had a PlayStation 4, but I'm not buying one. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Sorry, I had more of a point to this. I apologize. You were about the uh, last...
0: The, 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 the Final Fantasy but, remake of w- PlayStation 4. Yeah.
1: But what happens when Part 2 comes out? Is that going to be on PlayStation 4? Right? Yeah. What if they do... Okay, this is on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, but Part 1 is still just only doable by PlayStation 4. Like, they've said that they'll continue to support it, but they haven't explained how, Yeah. right? And one thing that I think would be awesome is for people to go, right, I have this physical copy of the PlayStation 4, and Sony turn around and say, right, here's a free downloadable copy for the PlayStation Five, yeah, right. So it's like, and and they do that for so you have the two different games the two different platforms, but they give you the PlayStation Five version as a How... brand loyalty thing.
0: All right, so I, I'm 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 going to say good idea, but not entirely because I would say that like I'd rather go with the option of like if I have a PlayStation Four disc of the um. Uh, Final Fantasy Remake and I insert that into PlayStation 5, it recognizes that this is a PlayStation 4 disc of the uh, Final Fantasy Remake and it will just like download the content on the PlayStation 5. Or if I download it to my account as a PlayStation 4 game, then it will download it to my account on PlayStation 5. However, if I have a disc, I don't want it to have a digital download because what that will do is then you need to have an personal identifier on the disc because otherwise i can just take this one disc and i can just like put it in my ps4 and can give it to you and you can put it in your ps4 and then like it will just download on all our ps5s well um because a like, way of doing it disc.
1: a way of doing it is you still need the disc to play right so even mm. though it's a ps4 copy, like this is something that i would love switch to do right so i could download a copy of um let's say the witcher 3 Onto my switch, mm-hmm. but I can't play it unless the cartridge is in there. Yeah, right. It would make the game run faster, or maybe I could get uh, better quality textures or whatever. Right. Um, likewise with Animal Crossing. Like I, you know, so what you could do mm-hmm. is, as long as the PlayStation Five can identify what the PlayStation Four game is. right but it doesn't have to necessarily play it then you could say right download the um the playstation 5 copy you still have to have the disc of the playstation 4 copy in the drive Mm -hmm. but we won't be doing anything with it but you need it in the drive it's it's effectively your key in the car
0: yeah i would agree with that i think that that's a good solution um but getting back to like these games on surface that are going to be like like what will they do with the two platforms um Uh, Dasof says, does this also mean that they're demanding developers to put in more resources to develop for two generations, uh, but only still get paid for one generation? Uh, Like, do you have to like build out your game for like two separate like console generations? Um, Like, this is something. This is something which like which I'm really really curious about when it comes to this new generation switch because it feels so much unlike all the others beforehand. Because like when when we went from like. Uh, PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, there was a big, big difference between the two. Like, you could not go online, like, you could not really go online with the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 wasn't a computer at all, took DVDs, you got the PlayStation 3, that was an entirely different beast. However, the PlayStation 3 couldn't put out HD, like, it had an HDMI, but it didn't really do that well, it was still, like, a kind of really slow PC, it actually had Linux to begin with, it was, like, a really weird thing. Uh, And then the PlayStation 4 came around. And the difference between the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 was, like, kind of different, but not that much, but still, like, noticeable. Uh, but right now, like, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, they just feel like computers. They just pretty much are computers. And, like, the next generation, like, it just feels like a slight upgrade on the computers, basically. But, like, in general, it doesn't seem that much different. Like, where like whereas, like, when you look at, like, Nintendo, like, you couldn't, like, there was no way that you could put a uh, Wii disc into, like, a Switch, because, like, the Switch doesn't take disks. And you couldn't put, like, an SNES cartridge into, like, a a GameCube, because, like, that physically didn't take it. But right now, we're talking pretty much, like, branded computers, pre-built branded computers with their own software on it. Like, what is the big difference right now between these two generations? Like, how big is it? Um, Because, like, I don't know, like, 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 what kind of, like, big difference there is between them. That would either make it easier to like keep a games and servers going on like two different platforms, or would make it really hard where you'd have to say like I need to, we need to cut all the PlayStation Four and Xbox One support for like our live servers and like move it all over because it's an entirely different beast. I don't know.
1: I think it's entirely dependent on proofing, mm-hmm. and I think in consoles, much like many other products days it's in a manufacturer's best interest to poorly build a device it is important for capitalism and industry for things to break right the reason why people have like cases on their phones and things is because it is so easy to break right mm-hmm. and i mean loz Laws had i don't God, I don't know if it was like a, an iPhone 7 or something for so goddamn long. It's just like, and he's like, I don't need to upgrade it. And he had a tank of a case on it, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm still um, using an
0: iPhone 5.
1: <laughs> I've got a... What, what am I looking at? A Pixel 3a. I got it last year. You know, I love it. I have zero intention mm. of... You know, swapping it for anything else, maybe a Pixel Three, so I could actually wirelessly charge it. But ignoring that part, the the big thing is
0: well, the 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 plan ups uh, obsolescence yeah. thing is definitely a thing that's yes. true in tech, and that's definitely a thing that's true in like uh, market sales. But I think that generally. When it comes to previous generations or even, like, current generations, like, most of the games, um, like, if I look at, like, the Call of Duty games that I can play on my PlayStation 3, I can still play that because the servers are still running. There's still people playing. It's far less, but you can still play the game. It's, like, it's literally you yeah. play the game on that. But, like, when it comes to games like Warframe and Destiny or other live service games, Fortnite maybe as well, um, like, there are games you can only play them because, like, the servers are online and the game is supported. Like, you cannot go back to, like update number one of warframe you cannot go back to that because like it doesn't exist anymore you can't play that so yeah um if i am warframe and i'm generating new updates like i think that they're definitely gonna have to move to like a- the new generations like the new platforms because they're gonna be the hot new thing you're gonna have to be on there uh, and when you're on there, like, it would be, like, weird to not make use of, like, the architecture that you have there, the new possibilities that you have on there. Because, like, you're going to have to, like, one-up your game every time. So, at a certain point, like, your game on that on those systems is going to be more powerful than the previous systems will be able to, like, uh, do. And at that point, like, you cannot support the systems anymore. Uh, but, like, are you going to do that? Because, like, if you do that, then, like, basically everyone that, like, had that PS4 can no longer play that game anymore. It's not, like, a question of, like, oh, I can only, like, play the old version, like, what you have, like, with a lot of smartphones, you can't update to, like, the new app anymore, but you can still, like, use the old one, or, like, you can no no longer play, like, the new versions of the games, but, like, you can still, like, install the disc and, just, like, play the old one. But here, like, you just cannot play the game anymore. Like, Like, all the hours and, like, money that you sunk into it You got to buy a new system.
1: I don't know. Um, I think when it comes to a game as a service, that's not an issue because I think they'll allow for account migrations and stuff. They did it with the Xbox One to the Xbox, um, sorry, the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One. But the problem with that was that any games you had that were specific to the Xbox 360, you no longer play on the Xbox One. Yeah, but,
0: the... but still, the thing is that, like, yeah, fine, there will be account migration. But if I'm playing, like, let's say Warframe or Destiny right now or Fortnite, because they're all free games. Generally, they're games which, like, people play partly because they like them, but also because, like, they have no money. So, like, they're, they're nice games that they can yeah. play because they have no money. So, like, if I have a PlayStation 4, I have no money. So, I'm playing this free game and I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in it. Maybe I also bought Prime Access or something because, like, hey, I had some money. I yeah, yeah. Buy yeah. That. Right now, I'm being told like, "Hey, you can migrate your account." I'm like, "Hey, that's cool and all, but you have to buy this 300 four hundred dollar new device, and if you want to continue playing our free game, like." No,
1: I think I think you'll still be able to play on. Will you? Um, the Xbox. Yeah, I think you'll still be able to play on the Xbox One.
0: But how right. long? Like, like, will they continue to support that? Because like, it won't be on the same update anymore. If they like, let's say that they throw in like an open world update kind of situation, but then like different, like like they they, they go but up that's... to like a next level, then like they can't support that anymore in the systems.
1: But that's entirely dependent on the decision of the developers. So, for example, uh, Bungie made this very same decision for, uh oh god, Destiny One. Mm-hmm. where the very last update for destiny one was not available to the xbox 360 because the xbox 360 like wasn't up to snuff in order to actually play it you had to get destiny one on the xbox one
2: mm-hmm.
1: right so there they made the active decision you had to buy the game again Yeah. right just to effectively fuck with you right Um, I think that was more Activision's decision than anything Mm -hmm. else. But I think it's entirely dependent on the morality of the marketing team or the company as a whole, which determines whether or not they'll do this dick thing of saying, like, right, we're no longer supporting this console. I mean, hell, if you give people, like, a year of support post the release of the next console, I think that's perfect valid right i mean one thing i would personally like is to migrate from um the the console back to pc because not everyone or maybe console to another console because no uh, not everyone is going to decide to stick with the one platform Mm -hmm. right i didn't decide to stick with playstation after two i moved over to the xbox 360 and then i've just um, moved on to the switch right mm-hmm. i ditched like i'm not loyal to any one of the three major brands like i'm loyal to pc
0: yeah actually and i think that's a really good point the the allowing migrations because i think it's inevitable that like regardless of how good the will of the developer is it's going to disappear of that of that like platform of that generation for sure um so it depends at that point, like how do they do it? Like if you're just only going to be able to migrate to like PlayStation, like from PlayStation, to PlayStation or Xbox, to Xbox, like that kind of sucks. Um, I'd be better if they so open it up and say like, I mean, destiny does it actually right now. Like destiny, you can basically take your account from anywhere and then play it on any, any other platform. So basically like you, can't... you can cross save. Yeah. Yeah. You can cross save. And I think that's a really good thing. Actually. Like I quite like that. <laughs> um, the, the still the means pop, yeah, go ahead.
1: The so the reason why that works with des actually I don't know why that works with destiny because they actually have free current so the premium currency in there. They have I don't know, maybe people lose access to things. So maybe you lose maybe the the premium currency is tied to a specific I don't know anyone that does it.
0: I'm not right, quite so sure. I, I I'm not quite sure either. Um maybe this will be something cool if we can find someone that knows more about destiny. Um uh, I know Grinnet yeah. plays a lot, Frozen Bulls played a lot. Maybe maybe we can get someone on um for like it a Well, it needs
1: to be someone that has experience going from one platform to the other. Yeah, like but o- but,
0: but also knows a lot more about Destiny than we do because let's let's be honest, like we we're seasoned well, Destiny we could, veterans, are we? We could, we could get
1: Zale. Zale knows crap Oh about shit, Destiny.
0: yeah, of course, dude. Well okay, let's let's continue this but topic. I um yeah.
1: have... but actually should we move on to the other topic? Because yeah, I we think... should because
0: yeah. like like we've been going on this for about an hour. Um, and, um, like we can, we can talk about this more in in depth. I I think it's a, it's actually like a rather interesting thing, which I don't know whether how many people are aware of. Uh, but I think that initially I felt like it will be such a dick move. Like if you cut support on like, on your, on your current generation, but like, if you look at it, like in the grand scheme of things, sooner or later, it's going to happen. So like sooner or later, like these live service games will no longer work on this console anymore. Um, so yeah. like how to go about it is like an interesting thing to look at. And I think it might be interesting to have like someone that knows more about this neon. Uh so we'll probably do that as like, separate topics, but let's get into like the titular topic. Why is the fake title the way it is? Um that is because of the last of us. Um so, The Last of Us. Uh the leaks that uh if you show them, if you talk about the content of them, you might get copy struck. So let's hope that this is not the last of the frame casts. Um, Let's hope that we continue on, but we are going to talk about this because we're brave of warriors that will speak out about our opinions and just blabber about. It's actually not that important. It's just fun game stuff. Anyway, so Last of Us. Uh, last of Us 2. Um, last week, someone uploaded a one and a half hour gameplay video from The Last of Us 2 on YouTube. Now, you might be like, well, like, hey, uh, I uploaded. it. I want to have videos of, like, one and a half hour of my gameplay, too, on YouTube. Why does someone no talk about me? Uh, well, that's because, like, Last of Us 2 isn't out yet. It's on development. It's supposed to come out in June 19th, 2020. Uh, but someone uploaded, like, a one and a half hour of gameplay showing, like, major plot points, gameplay elements, cinematics, for this yet-to-be-released game. Basically, just, like, showing an hour and a half of a game that no one should see yet. Um... So the last episode was set to release on June 19th and uh, and has been set to have seen some, like, heavy crunch work time uh, in order to get this game ready and shipped. So, like, there's been, like, some reports of, like, developers, like, having to work overtime quite a lot. um, Which caused initial beliefs that these leaks or, like, this leak uh, came from an upset employee. However, Sony Entertainment has later on the night that they said that they've identified who leaked it, but it wasn't someone on the team. Uh, But, yeah, regardless of the situation... Um, this is an interesting thing because, like, the thing that calls my attention to this is that normally, like, leaks kind of happen. Like, leaks tend to happen with many, many releases somehow or the other. It's like, oh, yeah, we kind of know what the latest iPhone specs will be. We kind of know what, like, this will look like. Oh, oh, this, this, like, this update will have, like, an open world. Oh, this thing will have this, whatever, you know? There's always, like, tiny, tiny little things. However, imagine that you're working, like, very, very hard on getting a game ready out and shipped. Um, Like, having this thing be complete and then have people be surprised when they buy the game and play it for the first time. And now all of a sudden, like, all your work, like, one and a half hours of it, which might not have been completed, which might not have been done, which is still like, no one's supposed to see it yet. It's all all of a sudden out there in the open. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's seeing it. And people that are like, oh, I, I don't like this, are probably, like, not gonna buy your game. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. league. Like, it's kind of too big.
1: <laughs> um, I think part of the difficulty is the fact that we're removed from the situation. Mm-hmm. We don't... You know, we're, we're, we're not... What is downloading? Something is downloading. I don't know what is downloading. Cool. I'll never know. Awesome. Um, if my... Audio gets too garbled, just let me know. Mm-hmm. The so the difficulty is we don't know um much about the game franchise. I do know that the first one was loved heavily, mm-hmm. and I'm also familiar that the second one has a lot of criticism behind it. Because it does things that are not desired by the community.
0: Right? It's, it's it's always so tough so doing a sequel to a mobile pre like an original. Because you're always gonna have to like innovate in some way which people are not gonna like.
1: Ah, but it's the story that people are having issues. It's not the technology. It's like, you know, it's it's doing things that make no bleeding sense. It's the equivalent of gosh, the, the Star Wars sequel movies. It's like you 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 harped up saying that Ray was like a, a titular character. Sorry, Ray's parents were a titular character in this whole narrative. And now all of a sudden you couldn't give a shit about who's Ray's who Ray's parents are. Mm. Like why why has this suddenly happened? Right? And th- th- there's like if you're gonna do shoddy writing then you know it's it's gonna get people's attention now this like i do not know how the the stuff was leaked do you know how it was leaked
0: um as far as i've been able to like find out and this is like not like fact well don't take this as fact but it seems as though someone was able to like x's uh, like hack into um like these this unreleased game fire like some fire like some other Game, and then they were able to like get access to this thing. It wasn't quite like it wasn't, they haven't really shared the method yet, but it's like, as far as I heard from the Jim Sterling video, it was like someone outside of the company got it and they just played for it and showed it.
1: <sighs> it it's the year, I else? go on.
0: No I'm asking you did you hear something else?
1: Um no 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 no, no. like th- there was rumor that it was done by a disgruntled Yeah that, um, that that was the
0: initial thing uh, but like that has been denied uh well like like Sony entertainment has been it was like figure out who it was but it wasn't someone that was working on it it was someone outside the company but they were able to like get into hack into like the system sort of thing and then like get access to it and then play the unreleased thing. And
1: that's that's kind of crazy.
0: Yep, that, it, like, is.
1: it really, really is. I. So I, I think uh, like there's two sides to leaking stuff. Mm-hmm. One is just flat out piracy. Like I don't want to pay for this, but I want to experience it. Therefore, I will, you know, steal it. Effectively, I, I will rip it off. I will pirate it. I'll make you know, um, just so I can get the experience for it Mm -hmm. the other side of it is that sometimes there are stuff done behind the scenes that people should be made aware of so these are often uh things that appear on the the likes of wikileaks right uh where governments are spying on its own citizens or um you know yeah it's 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 all sorts of weird, wonderful stuff like this.
0: Well, you you also have like, and I also feel that sometimes you have like little leaks, which are just like, you know, um, trying to hype things up. Like, I'm pretty sure that there are intentional leaks where, where game, where well, I'm not even game companies, but like companies in general, which like ahead of time, just be like, oh no, you were not supposed to see that, and then like everyone like gets talking about it. Like that's something which, uh, I think has definitely been done. Um, I think that you like you're walking the line of um, like, freedom of journalism. So, like, uh, I remember at one point, like, very early on, like, uh, the iPhone's life cycle, there was, like, a new iPhone model that someone was testing out and they just, like, left it in, in a, like, in a cafe, they forgot about it, and someone picked it up and was like, what the heck's this? And then they, then, then they like, they, like, shared it online and then people are like, oh, can I have it? And they're like, yeah, sure, I found this, and they gave it away and then, like, people, like, knew what the new iPhone was. And it's like, yeah. these people, you can't shut them up because, like, basically, it's like, like, someone found something. Someone saw something. It's, like, freedom of speech sort of thing. Um, and I think that with, with most leaks, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, if you're if you're working in a factory or something and, like, you're seeing something, it's like, oh, I'll snap a picture. Is that entirely, like, correct? I don't think so. Uh, but I don't think it does much harm uh, in general. I think that, like, the harm done with, like, one and a half hours of your game being shown before the game is even out and the loss of us, like, being, like, a story-driven game is... It's, like, that can just tell you so much about, like, what the game might look like. And, they, and I say might because, like, you will see, like, a lot of things which will be the way that they are in a finished form. It's, so, like, if you if you were thinking about, buy, about like, getting this, and then, like, you see that, like, oh, this is exactly the way it will go. Like, you might, like, not buy the game, and that might hurt the sales. But at the same time, you might take a look at, like, this stuff right here and be like, oh, so this is the way it is, but it's not finished yet. It's not polished. Um, and... That but this get- is
1: this so jumping on the the whole notion of um you know like i remember way back when reviews for video games would come out as a form of hyping up the game mm-hmm. right it would come out weeks if not a month maybe even two months before the game was actually released in order to drive sales for the game that was due to be released. But suddenly, you know, reviewers were no longer able to review the game prior to its release because that might hurt the sales. And in some instances, like had I known again, Rue uses the same fucking example. Had I known that Destiny Two was only going to be fucking six hours, I would have not spent sixty-five quid. Mm -hmm. Right? Not worth the money. Right? Um, but a lot of studios have been pushing this whole. We're not letting you experience this thing. Uh, until, or we're not letting you announce this thing until the release of the game like, it just screams to me you have no faith in the product you're building right? If you have no faith in the product you're building, then you know, how are you expecting good reviews after it's released? You are trying to convince people to buy something before anything can like defimate its character
0: Well, I partly agree uh because like on the one hand i would say like let's take for example like the warframe railjack thing um where like the thing was announced in one way and just released to completely not to the way that it was announced and yeah. it wasn't really shown off in between like in the in the state that it would release in, which wasn't really what everyone expected so if they, if they had shown it off like months before being in the state that it wasn't or like even worse because it was like yeah. months earlier expectations would have been way lower and obviously, I think that around the time that, like, the thing was announced, uh, like, there wasn't even, like, a peak in player base, but I don't f- like, think, like, the peak that it was would have been way less because everyone just kind of knew, like, it's it's not going to be all that great. Um, yeah. So, like, on the one hand, I'd say, yeah, like, like if if you're honest throughout, like, this, this production cycle and, like, people can see it, then, like, you know, y- what you got to hide. But on the other hand, well, I also think I... that, like um like, things aren't developed like to sit in like a warehouse for like six months or like be, be done for six months. So I think that a lot of these projects, a lot of these games, like I don't know what their window is to like being done and being released, but I can imagine it being like like very short. Uh I know that like when it comes to like the, the technology world, like most of the time reviewers will with tech gadgets of tech gadgets like get a review sample like a couple weeks early, but that will still run like test like like bro like like early beta software. So like it will not be the final release product. And I think that with a lot of cases when it comes to games, if you want to, like, review games and, like, you're reviewing, like, the the, the beta sample, like, not the finished product, um, I can also understand that games are like, well, hey, you know, we're not done yet. And maybe, like, you can only, like, understand what we're going for when we're done. And, like, if you're we're showing you the unfinished product, like, you might get a wrong interpretation of it. And that isn't warranted with the finished product.
1: I get entirely what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, for example, I don't see an issue with the likes of Bethesda letting Jacksepticeye and Markiplier release their Doom Eternal videos a day or two beforehand, right? Why can they only start releasing their videos the day of, right? Likewise with, um, Oh, God, what was the name of the game? Uh, Shadows of Mordor. Um, what you call it? Why could the only way for people like Captain Sparkles to be able to review the game was to be under an NDA that said that he could not play any of the single-player content, right? To me, this screams that the game, the single-player content is not capable of carrying the weight of expectations right i think if um what's called cd project red i would not be surprised like have you seen the the gameplay experiences of cyberpunk 2077 like no. they have hour long gameplay session where they're showing off from start to finish like an entire section of gameplay like there's there's no camera cuts or anything like that that you normally see with a lot of these things where they're just like, oh, and now we're gonna slide you to over here because this chunk in the middle is not there, (laughs) you know? And like, it's it's great to see like the whole thing uninterrupted. When I was, I was trying to find out whether or not I was going to enjoy or would be willing to spend the money on Doom Eternal. I was looking specifically for a video where it showed off an entire level unedited right Mm -hmm. and the only ones that i found were as i named jacksepticeye and markiplier right the rest of them even the russian badger had sliced the video to be more engaging to be like but it didn't tell me did uh did id actually fix the issues with the first game right yeah and I dislike massively these reviews that are glossing over these potholes.
0: So there are three points within what you said that I want to get back to. First of all, the sure. thing that you said where uh, were Markiplier and got able to like get their videos done, like released two days before the release or not?
1: no they they had recorded the videos like a week or so Mm -hmm. beforehand like someone from bethesda had turned up with a machine that they could play on like they couldn't even install it on their own computers right Mm -hmm. so they recorded it and everything and then they could only start releasing the footage the day of release
0: okay so the thing is is that that is a very common business practice even like within like tech because like whenever like a a new phone gets like, it gets announced, most of the time like reviewers will have had samples for like two weeks, but they can only like release it once like the NDA period lifts, so that like the 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 company can get the announcement in. Now with games, it's a little bit different because like the games have already been announced. However, I do think that it's uh, it comes down to a certain like fairness as well, where it's like. Hey, if these like like we could also be having a discussion like, would it be fair if Market Player and Dirk Septicai would be able to play the games like two months earlier and like everyone had already seen it? And then like, if I'm an upcoming YouTuber, then like, uh, it won't be fair. It's like that's something which is partly to be considered, but I think it's also like um, one thing that we we've had with the Warframe partner program for a long time is that people wanted to have like. Um, death build access, people wanted to have like pre uh, preview looks on like prime accesses, like have like this like, because I'm a content creator, part of content creator, can I have not have like special insight? And the thing is, is that like, even though there might be a will or might not be a will, uh, if you are dealing with like a large amount of reviewers or just any independent reviewers uh, that you are given access to this thing, it's like you don't necessarily know what they will do. Like you, you might be able to trust like a market Markiplier and guy that they will not go ahead and, like, if you gift them the game and not, like, like pl- let them play it on their, like, monitoring of the special machine, then, like, like you can be rather sure or certain that they won't leak it. But, like, if if I'm an up-and-coming YouTuber and I'm like, hey, if I leak this thing, I'm going to get so many more views if I, like, leak it two weeks early, then, like, what's there to stop me from it? And that is something which is, like, you can't guarantee that as a company. If you're just going to like hand it out, hand out the game to everyone, to, to like everyone or like all these reviewers. And so then you might be like, well, then, then you set like strict guidelines for reviewers, right? You only include the ones you trust. But well, that's kind of hard because like what you're going to get then is that like, well, what, what, are your, what are your guidelines for trusting someone? Like, you know them personally? Well, like then it will just be like, oh, you're only giving reviews to people you know personally. You're only giving it to your friends. Like you're going to get shit for that. Oh, well, like are you going to go by numbers? Well, numbers of like your channel don't indicate what kind of person you are. So, like someone might so, have really high numbers and still like leak it.
1: So, um I want to come back to this. Mm-hmm. What are the other two areas you want to talk about? Um you have three points.
0: Yeah, so um the second the second point was um like Captain Sparkers wasn't able to like show off the 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 single player side. Um
1: yes. the 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 story.
0: Yeah. So he was only allowed to review one point. Well, I think that if it comes with a pre-production sample, that makes sense. Like it, it it's weird. Like you also see it in tech reviews where it's like, "Oh, we were not able to check out a camera because like we can't show you that." It's like that's weird, right? If you, if you see it at first, but like if that thing isn't finished yet. Like if your single player experience isn't finished yet. Like um let's say like a couple of months ago I was like working on your um uh, on like your Codex video. Um, Mm. And, like, I showed you the first minute of that. And, like, that first minute, like, was done and edited and it looked looked cool. Um, But the rest of it was nothing because, like, I'm recording shot by shot. So, like, if I were to, like, give that to someone to, like, review before, before it's released, I would say, like, you could only review the first minute because, like, the rest of it isn't done Isn't done. and like yeah. if you were to like give them access to like the whole they would say like well the first minute was fine with editing and such but the rest was just like a blank screen like this video was like 90 blank yeah. screen it's horrible so like you'd get like a bad review out of that even though it isn't warranted because that thing isn't done yet so i think that when it comes to like captain sparkles not being able to like do this being said like don't review this part makes a lot of sense if like that's the case so to be fair
1: to you mm-hmm. right to give you more information because i i don't want you to make an opinion based on limited facts um total biscuit was able to do a full review without signing the nda and he was able to review the parts that everyone else was under nda not allowed to do mm-hmm. right and he was able to highlight like the the shortcomings of various different elements of the game, so on and so forth. And he was able to say, like, you know, the plot is weak. You get maybe five seconds worth of dialogue before then you have to hunt down the next five seconds of dialogue before you have to hunt down it's like the antonym of a Hideo Kojima game, right? Yeah. So um so so you are aware. Do you want to continue with this um direction of, you know, Maybe they wanted to limit the review because other parts were not done. Well, if you want to continue that, then let's go to the third point
0: i think I think that in general, like one should assume that that's the case uh but people could use it in a bad way. so like obviously, like I believe that this that this sort of thing was instantiated as like as I would imagine that to be uh like you know, this thing isn't done yet, don't look at this. But like later on people can also realize that hey, if we have something which we don't we which we know it's not gonna sell well, then like it's like it's we can just put it on the D D A side uh, side of things. And in that case, like it's 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 about it's about intention behind it, which I don't agree with. Um but it's not always bad because I don't think it's always that case. But yeah, that was point two. Um point three, uh let me see. What was the other thing you were talking about? Uh it was uh Captain Sparkles wasn't able to show up the review thing. Uh God. Ugh.
1: Don't worry if you can't remember it. Like this this is the the blight of doing a podcast, talking, doing a discussion show live. It's hard to remember the shit that would like, you know, we need a pen and paper, man. We need pen and paper. Yeah, well. Right. Uh, so I would like to point uh talk no, back. Ahead. Point one. Right. Yeah. Point one. You so my concern was why can't you um like jacksepticeye or markiplier why can't they release their reviews a couple of days before the game comes out Mm -hmm. right it doesn't have to be a full-fledged playthrough because they weren't allowed to do a full-fledged playthrough before the game came out they were only able to do a demo of it because the dudes at bethesda came with a machine right yeah your point was uh your counterpoint was what was to stop Someone from getting a hold of a copy of the game, like you know, someone less creditable, right? Getting a hold of a copy of the game, either legitimately or illegitimately, right? Uh, and releasing their video ahead of the agreed NDA. Mm-hmm. Right? Or non-agreed. They're, you know, that someone may, in like in this case, have stolen the actual game. To actually play it and create footage of it so on and so forth right um well we have seen the system already work where sony was able to shut down not only the original videos and get them taken off of youtube but also shut down content creators talking about what happens during the actual content so a system already
0: exists to How... prevent that. However, I don't think that system is right. Because, like, uh, I think that system is right when it comes to, like, someone leaking it. However, the moment it has been leaked, um, like, if 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 I were to, like, rip a complete, like, Avengers Endgame and put it on, like, YouTube, like, that would be copyright infringement. But if I'm yeah. going to be, like, going over Avengers Endgame and, like, making a review about it, or, like, discussing it, in, w- w- which falls under fair use, then, like, it can't be struck it's struck down. Now, YouTube has this weird thing where, like, everyone can strike everything down, and YouTube is just a piece of shit when it comes to that. Um, So, like, right now, Sony can can get away with it. However, I think that once a leak gets into the, the public domain, it's, like, the moment that people can see it, people can talk about it. So, like, at that point, these people were, like... If, they were, if, if these people are just taking this thing that has been uploading in its entirety and, like, re-uploading it, like, yeah, that's copyright. That's, that's like, a copyright claim right away. But if I am talking and showing footage of the thing that was released online, which the public could see, like, I, I think that, like, yes, it works in the current system because YouTube's copyright claim system is absolutely fucked, but it should not, in the ideal world it should not work because the way that they're implementing it, as long as they're not, like, uploading the entire thing without any commentary or anything, then, like, that's, that's definitely a, co- a copyright claim. However, otherwise, it's a fair use commentary about it. It's a fair use review of the thing that was shown into the public thing. Otherwise, you're talking censorship. And, like... like I... You...
1: So, first off, freedom of speech does not exist in terms of... Um, like, freedom of the press is, in, like, an American thing it, it doesn't exist in a lot of other countries, uh, including the UK. There, there is no freedom of press in the UK. Um, it's quite surprising, like to hear this, and like uh, you have to be careful what you say because it could be considered hate speech, and then you can be arrested for it. And then people can come to my door, barge. Sorry, the police can come to my door, barge down the door, and arrest me for hate speech. Um, we did a framecast on this many months ago, and um. I think, I feel, that an ideal world where, you know, we can have um, commentary-based or review-based content of Avengers Endgame, it doesn't realistically exist without a lot of transformation of the content, right? So, for example, if you are playing the video beat for beat with no cuts, no uh, freezes, no nothing, right, that I think the actual percentage is it has to be at least 15% different from the original, then, you know, you are not in the freedom of fair game. Yeah right of, of of fair game of uh, fair use Well like
0: well, well like like I'm like, I'm 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 not arguing that that should be uh I'm just saying like right now like reviews about this thing are struck down uh even if they talk about it, even if they don't show anything about it even if but if they just talk about like the content that was seen publicly uh yes. like if it's done in like the review manner where it's like hey i'm gonna bring out my essay like i'm here to give you analysis of the thing that was publicly visible publicly available i'm going to do an analysis on it i'm going to slowly show you only the bits that i need to make my point because we're talking about something and in order to talk about something you need to like be able to point out and make your claims based on the thing that you can point out to and if you do that appropriately then sony should not be able to strike that down and the thing is is that like even if like if that system worked perfectly then like it would still be problematic for sony if someone leaked something because at that point once the genius out of the bottle i mean even 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 right now the genius out of the bottle because even if they strike down youtubers like literally this thing is already online on so many websites outside of youtube everywhere that like it's up there so basically like bring this back to like Uh, why would it be problematic? Like, why can't they just, like, give Markiplier or DeckSepticEye? Like, here is, like, a downloadable demo, or here is, like, a downloadable game. Like, you can play it, and you can release it early. Um, Or something like that. Why can't they just do that? Is, like, why do you need to send someone with a special machine? Is because, like, otherwise, stuff like this can happen. Now, I said, yes, it will be really tough for, like, Markiplier or DeckSepticEye to, like, I can't imagine them doing this. However, like, they are not the only two YouTubers that can do this, because otherwise it would be playing favoritism so like you're gonna have to like have a specific group of people that you're gonna like have them do this like you're gonna have a specific group of people that you give early access and how are you going to decide that well if you as i said like as i said before if you're gonna like be if you're gonna let your standard be we'll only have the people we trust well then you're gonna have like this this friend system where it's like oh the only people that i trust will be here and it's like it's so it's gonna be so subjective that everyone will like not like it wouldn't it won't be legit so you're gonna but have that's to how have...
1: it is that's 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 how it currently exists you have to have a um there is currently a system where basically you have agents you have talent agents you know i'm pretty sure markiplier and jacksepticeye both have representatives i wouldn't be surprised if Mm -hmm. the same representative i know that the game grumps are owned by disney so they must have a disney representative. so i would not be surprised if someone like Uh, Markiplier was reached out to through and hell you know I've met the agent for Professor Broman and uh, King Athelian right Mm. you know I ended up having a long lovely chat with the guy so I would not be surprised if a company like Bethesda would go right we want to see what kind of um, public awareness we can make through social media through youtube we will contact an agent that we have had promising results with i mean like it's it's how you keep a job if you go yeah. to uh if you work at like a supermarket and you know your boss tells you to do something and you don't do it well you're not going to hang around for
0: long well, like like I partly agree when we're where like giving given extra institutionalized structure to it will give it a little bit more leg- legitimacy, but at the same time, that is also gonna be a vulnerability. So like if I deal with you one to one and I know you, then like I can know from you like what you'll do and what you won't do. And if something happens which I wasn't expecting, I know you did it. However, once you like corporatize something, um like you're gonna have um more people in the chain of like happenings which are going to complicate things where like hey you know uh you might have like an agent uh and that agent might have people working under him uh they might have like an assistant and that might have an assistant like who has an intern you might have this person you might have that person yeah like all the times like these leaks that happen from the factories or from the like developers themselves like in tech most of the time it's just like the assembly workers It's like people that work on the assembly line they're like oh hey look at this take a picture so like you're gonna have leaks there too So like i think that this right now is the most safe option and like i personally don't have a problem with like these videos releasing on the day that the thing releases to the general public because like you know that's the day of the release
1: maybe i'm being weird but i just like i feel like if i want to be able to pre-order something right i want to be able to like you know get a physical copy of it Uh, here's a point right animal crossing right Loads of my friends wanted to get Animal Crossing, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't because Amazon sold out of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Right? Because of the whole COVID-19 thing, so on and so forth. So, you know, like, they couldn't pre-order the game. They couldn't, um, you know, and there was no way to guarantee that they wanted to get the game until they saw a review. Like, some of my friends said, like, oh, I've just seen so-and-so play Animal Crossing. I want to get it now. I can't
0: because... I can't, you know, but like that's that, that's that's okay. that's a pre-order risk. That's like that's like how is that pre- a pre-order risk? Well, that's, that's, well, that's so never so, happened so, before. So like, well, right now it's a weird situation because like you can't buy physical copies because everyone's buying the physical copies. But like that was the original idea of the pre-order. Like you are buying something at the risk that it might not be exactly what you anticipated. But for that risk, like you're gonna get the thing early, guaranteed, and like you'll see. No, you, but
1: you, back you... then. Back then, like, you know, when you were like, oh, am I going to play World of Warcraft, right? Um, I will read a review of World of Warcraft in the latest PC Zone, which is a month before World of Warcraft is due to release, right? They used to give you the option to make an informed decision way before the actual release of the game so you could actually pre-order it and drive the sales up. But now... Now, games dev- well for a while. Games okay. developers do not allow for reviews to be out before the actual game comes out, and I genuinely think it's because they do not think the game will stand on its
0: own two feet. Well, it, it 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 depends on the marketing. Bad like like I'm not going to judge intent since I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I can also imagine like. It's, it might also be a change in marketing strategy in the sense of like, not yeah. because like the game is shit, but like, hey, you know, what they do with, with phones right now, like the way that they do it is like they announce the phone, so like Apple did it recently, like they announced the phone, refuse will go live at the same time that's being announced and the phone will go on sale when it's being announced. So it's like from people like speculating, being like someone like, oh, what's going on? All of a sudden like, boom, here it is and you can go get it. And like, maybe before like this thing where like people need to be told about it in the fonts and need to like make up their mind and that fonts might have like maybe there's a shift with like the instant like access that we have right now to like internet and like buying it right away like maybe that like has changed the way that marketing works um however i do think that like the argument of like hey um it's problematic because like i can't buy it now um and i couldn't like like I couldn't pre-order it because like there weren't there was never a few and now I can't buy it in the on the first days because it sold out. Well, like that's what the pre-order is or used to be for. Right now it's just like pre-order like digital copies makes no sense. I would never recommend you pre-order a digital copy because that's stupid. Like digital copies will always be there, but if you want a physical copies, that's, that's what a pre-order was for. Like you take the risk in advance that this thing might not be what you want it to be, but you will have guaranteed. A physical thing, and you have that in all sorts of like you, you like you like you'll have that with like cars. You'll have that like Tesla does that thing where like you can pre-order the car and like you can buy it before anyone else, but you have to risk that the car isn't exactly as you imagine it to be. And like I'm personally not of that risk. I've done it once with Anthem, and I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna do that again because like I'll if 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 worst comes to worst and the physical copy sell out, I'll just wait two weeks or three weeks. I don't know. You know, it's on the one hand, I can get it because like you want to get with the hype, you want to get with like the, the the current times, and like you want to play it. But at the same time, you know, like there's other things in life that might be more important. it's like if it's that important to you that you that you that it really sucks you can't play it, then maybe pre order is for you. But I wouldn't choose for it myself.
1: So I was just checking to see if you could still buy Animal Crossing. Holy crap! People are reselling it for insane amounts of money. So, yes you They're can probably... still get it yeah but, i mean I mean, um... I mean like
0: like it's in it's in the developer's best interest to like make more physical copies as soon as possible because like they do not profit of the retail value of it they only profit from the copies they sell so like they'll probably get on it to making it as soon as possible um it's just that like especially right now it was such a weird time that everyone was like oh shit now everyone could play it because like it coincided so perfectly with like everyone be, being told to stay at home um that was just, like, an unfortunate moment. Also, I did remember my third point. <laughs> uh, my, my third point about what you said was, like, you were talking about, like, there are so many, like, YouTubers that, that, that like, will do playthroughs, but they'll cut it. Um, They'll cut the footage so I can't see the entire thing. Um, yeah. So, like, I can understand that, like, that's not what you're necessarily looking for. I would not blame these YouTubers for doing that, though, because no, uh, yeah, it, it completely depends on, like, your intent of it. Uh, I'm personally um, not a big fan, like, like I'll, I'll I'll do gameplay videos, but I'm not going to show the entirety, because I've done that before, uh, but it's pretty boring, I find, because, like, I'm not necessarily, like, my goal is to deliver you a piece of entertainment, uh, like, something that you can enjoy, and the enjoyment is, like, me and the game, because if it was just the game, then, like, then it becomes a little bit of a Or like, if the only thing that I'm supplying you is the game, then, like, am I not invading on the copyright of the game? But if it's, like, if I'm bringing you an entertainment thing of me and the game interacting with each other, then, like, it's a product for me. uh. So, like, I really, like, do the cutting because otherwise, like, you're going to have the loading screens. It's going to take so long. And, like, I generally don't like that. Some people will do that. And, like, it will have the benefits so you can see the entire thing. But, like, I wouldn't go down on these YouTubers be like, oh, you're cutting it. It's like, nah. I mean, it's just a different style. No, it's... it's
1: uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that there are certain styles to advertising and things that make the the product more alluring to make it so that you think the product is potentially better than it actually is. I mean, fuck look at any, go to any McDonald's, the burger you look at on the actual uh, menus is nothing compared to the burger you receive in the, the wrapping. Right. And it, so it's, it's all about, you know, allure and insight, you know, it's what assumptions people make. So it's trying to convince people to make a poor informed decision.
0: Yeah, that's right? what Not a poor too.
1: decision. Yeah, it's not a poor decision. It's a poorly informed decision. Yeah, right. But, but like so, that—that—that
0: that, that is the goal of advertisement, necessarily. So the like- whole
1: point—the whole point of the review is to identify how accurate is the marketing to the final product. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're looking at a review and it goes. You know, um, I mean, God, what was the... I, I disliked Doom 2016 on so many different levels. My biggest concern was if I actually picked up Doom Eternal, right, based on all of the advertising, was it just going to be turning into another Doom 2016? That was my largest concern ever. But when I finally got to see someone playing Doom Eternal in, you know... Uh, unimpeded, whatever, and I was able to see how a review should be done. I was just like, Yeah, I'm totally down for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I've seen reviews for games that have come out, and I'm like, That was just an advert for fucking Coke and Pepsi. What has that got to
0: do with a goddamn game? But the thing is, like, 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 the thing is, like, yes, you'd like to have that review for you as the customer, but, but, in order to get that review early, like, the game needs to provide it, and it's up to the developer if they want to provide it, and like, if they don't, that's their choice, and I can understand like where you're coming from with like, yeah, it's it would be kind of fair. However, um, it's a very subjective assessment because like. um, like, this thing where it's, like, oh, let just let reviewers, like, uh, selected reviewers come in early and then, like, give their honest opinion. Like, they'll get the game early and they, they'll give their honest opinion. It's, like, some people think that's even, like, unfair. Because, like, the thing is, like, like, like let's take, for example, um, there's this YouTuber, this car YouTuber called Doc Demuro. Um, uh, he makes interesting car videos. Um, but, like, he refused cars. However, he the way that he refused cars is that he, in every video says, if you have an interesting car, send me an email, um, like, and I might contact and then review your car. Uh, the reason why he does that is because he doesn't want to do review samples of cars. He doesn't want to be like at press offense because he believes that you cannot have an, a completely subjective, um, review of something. If you've been flown in, your hotel has been paid and you're, you've got like this ex- entire event made for you. So you can like take a look at it. It's like, he doesn't think that that is a fair thing. Like, he can't do that. So, like, even, like he will sometimes take, like, press samples. But, like, he will pay for his own flight. Like, he'll not let them pay for his flight. He will not let them pay for his hotel. The only thing that he will use is, like, that he can take a look at the car. Because otherwise he will have to wait, like, because it's an insanely luxury car. Like, he will have to wait, like, months before that thing uh, finally shows up in, like, one of his viewers' hands. And that, that viewer says, like, oh, yeah, you can review my car. So, like, he'll do that. Very, very, like, not often. Now, that is, like, a subjective, stand, like, like scale, where it's, like, how comfortable do you feel with, like, how objective someone can be based on, like, what benefits they get from, like, the company that offers them the review. And some people say, like, nothing. Like, I don't want nothing. I need to buy this with my own money. I need to buy this when it comes out so that I am, like, completely independent. I can understand that because, like, seriously, I also, I think that uh being, having been, like, this Warframe partner at TennoCon kind of like situation where like Warframe shows things off at TennoCon. Or like even just in general, where like I was I'm getting benefits from Warframe, it's like I oh I know what kind of people there are behind it. I know they're like getting me benefits. I'm kind of like, you know, you you're you're gonna be honest, but you will also keep in mind that like, you know, I have a history with them. Um so like that will definitely like have some sort of influence. How big that will be, who knows uh you like i'm not necessarily doing refuse but if i were to do a review i'd hope to be as honest as possible uh but i can see someone making the case for like that is like you can't have that if you want to be objective so like, that's a skill and like if you want to have early refuse like you're gonna have to have this press sample sort of thing and at that point then like you know some people might say well i don't find that completely honest because like they've been like given this thing and like who knows like if like if they so it's like it's a subjective thing and i think that like if you want to have the most objective view of it you're just gonna to have to wait until like after the thing comes out and like everyone has access but to it
1: it's it's a review it's not objective in at all we're, we're talking about an objective thing for a subjective result
0: yeah but like like like, like, like objective and like biased unbiased situation where it's like
1: but it, 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 but even so like Surely that is dependent on the quality of the person. Like it so I you know, for example, um what's called oh, what's his name? We, uh, we spoke about him earlier. Uh Total Biscuit, right? Yeah, he would not do the review of Shadows of Mordor because the crit- the NDA was so damn restrictive. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. So he turned around and said no. Then someone else offered him the same opportunity to review Shadows of Mordor without the restrictions. Fine. That's fine. If you were to be given the opportunity to fly out to wherever, right, say like, let's go to Washington DC and you get to uh, see a brand new camera or LA, you get to see a brand new camera, right? But in the terms and conditions of the contract, it stipulates that you can only say positive things about the camera. Nah, fuck off if i can't give you my honest opinion right i don't want to be there yeah. but if i am able to be flown out there and i'm able to give my god honest opinion talk to the people that designed the camera you know actually put the whole thing together i am 100% on board to be flown out there yeah. that is what happened when de flew and i out to see um fortuna Right at mm-hmm. the time, it was just called uh Solaris because literally, like, you know, <laughs> there was no name. Um, and I think it's entirely dependent on a case by case basis, but like, I that's, do that's, think
0: that's up to you. I, what do you mean it's up to me? So, like, for your standards, like, you're not fine with someone like being like, I can only uh, sign this contract and only be positive about it, but if they're if they yeah. don't have that, then it's fine with you. Well, some people, some people may say, like, Doug Demuro, they may say, like, even then I'm not happy with it because if you're going to be flown out by people uh, early on and you're going to have a, 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 a stay paid and you're going to like meet them and like sit down with them and talk about it, like you're going to form different opinions than if like you were never in contact with them at all. And you just bought it yourself. Like there might, like, I think there's an argument to be made that that might in some way like influence you. And if you want to have like the most like, independent opinion, like, you're going to have to do it all by yourself. Like, I'm not saying that I have that opinion. I'm just saying, like, that is also a valid point of view to have. So, like, um I do want to, like, point out that, like, this is from your perspective. Um, but yeah. I don't think that's, in general, we can say, like, oh, if that's that's the way it's done, that is, that's going to be right all, all the way around, because, like, that's not how everyone thinks.
1: I agree. But, for me, mm-hmm. subjectively, yeah, I think that if studios like... CD Projekt Red, lie. What are the big titles coming out?
0: Uh, Sony. I don't know. Last of Us. Like,
1: um, oh God. Uh, Fallon. Uh, no. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Naughty um, yeah. Riot Games. If you want to get people's respect for the product you have, let some let a, like someone that is your reviewer be it. Uh, Jim Sterling, be it PewDiePie, be it uh, James Charles, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know if I've just done a big faux pas by saying his name. Um, You know, if you want to let your consumer base have trust in your product, I personally think it would help your consumer base by letting a review out before release. Okay. Yeah because to me it just says you do not have faith in you're hiding something if you do not let reviews out early that is what it says
0: i can see that i'm personally more of their opinion of like it's up to what you want because like maybe you just want it to be a big surprise because because right saying this
1: If you are not prepared to let the review out early, I am more inclined to believe the words of someone that has zero affiliation to you, right, than someone you paid to do the review. Mm -hmm. Mic drop.
0: Well, I mean like on the other hand, I don't care about that. Like 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 let's say that like if I want to like release a video or like if I'm going to release a series where like you're going to have to pay admission to like watch the, the the movie or whatever. Maybe I want it to be a brand new surprise. Um maybe like that's the way that I want it to, that I want it to be. Um like like I like, I think like yes, there are cases where the intentions are bad, there's also cases where the intentions are good. So I don't think that you can judge by intentions necessarily. And when it comes to like Oh, otherwise I'm going to like listen to someone that doesn't respect you. It's like the thing is like there will always be people that will um, like think that companies are doing wrong. Like you can never earn the respect of everyone because like you'll always do something wrong in the ra- in the eyes of someone. And if you're going to please everyone, it's going to be absolutely chip product. And like there is always going to be people. So that are going to be like making bad comments about it. And there's always going to be people be people that are going to be listening to them. So like it's up to you like how much you care. Like if a company just doesn't care about it, and they're just like, "This is the, this is the thing we want to do, regardless of what intent they have." Like, I'm kind of like, I don't mind. Can we can we can we
1: get a poll? Um, I don't have it set up. <laughs> you don't have it set up? No. I I was I was going like, to ask for a poll, which is you know, do you prefer to see uh, game reviews uh, before you buy the product, and would you like to? No, would you like to see game reviews? before the release of the game. No. Because I'm I'm one hundred percent on board with that. And so, so, I'd so, like so to think the majority of So would like be as like well.
0: like like see like I agree that you want to see refuse before buying it. However, it is your choice whether you want to buy it like right at launch or whether you want to wait. So like it's like you will have the extra benefit for yourself if you like see the refuse early. Um to so, like like buy it on launch, but like, you don't have to buy it on launch. That's your choice. And like, you can believe the advertisement or you can wait until everyone has it. Um, it's not like the company doesn't have to like go for it. Um, but like, yeah, of course, like you, like you want to have the most fair assessment before like buying it. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not a buy it launch person because like, I'm like, I can wait. I can wait for everything <laughs> or not. But like, I, like, like I can't wait for the hydroprim trailer. Like that's been, I've been dying for that. But aside from that, it's like, yeah you know
1: figuratively but yeah you know i i just rather have like a better informed decision but like likewise with pretty much anything i do i'd rather have the informed decision of you know am i doing the right thing for me than taking a gamble and i think no, I we agree. are i think we are breeding the gamble into younger generations to take Unnecessary risks to buy things without knowing whether or not it was a good thing and to be told it was a good thing and feel guilty for it being a bad thing.
0: Well, like, see, like, I did, I, I agree and I disagree because, like, I would say that, like, I agree that you want to have an informed decision. I don't think that you're breeding this culture necessarily because it's like, it's up to you. Like, it's, it's always been the thing, like, early adopters, like, that's, there's a risk with being an early adopter, like, with every single thing that, like, has chance like every creative thing like you'll have this curve of like early adopters then like the 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 first generation the second generation late adopters and like the rest and like there is a risk in being an early adopter you don't have to be an early adopter you don't have to get the thing right as it's new some people are really down for that so like look at look at like the the folding phones right now like the samsung galaxy like fold and stuff like those things are like kind of crap right now because like they break fast right really yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like but like the thing is is like like they made this phone, which is like two phones connected to each other like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. you know, it folds, but the screen is plastic and it's like it's kinda like it, it's not as strong as like a normal phone because it's it's like a brand new thing. However, like it it costs like eighteen hundred bucks and people are buying it because people wanna oh, be what? very early Yeah, it's eighteen hundred bucks and people are buying it because people wanna be early adopters. They wanna have this new <sighs> tech. They wanna like have that. And it's like well, like if people want to buy that, it's their choice. Uh, if like like it's better to wait. It's safer as as a smart investment to wait a couple of generations until the thing has proven to be functional and fine and good, but it's no longer new and sexy. So like some people just want to have the thing when it's new and sexy. So the same when it comes to a video game. It's like if you want to buy a game and you want to be informed, I would. It's how you be informed. Like wait till, until you like have all the have all the like information about it and then make your decision on that. Maybe wait until it's in the game in the in the game store and like play it on in the game store or whatever. Or like watch streams about it. Um yeah. but like that is the risk that I think you take when you are an early adopter. If you want to get it on day one, it's like, of course, it'd be nice if you can take an informed decision, but like if you want to be an early adopter, like you can't always get that because that's what an early adopter is. You don't know. Yeah. But the benefit is that you have it early. So, like, that's kind of where I stand. It's like, yes, it would be nice, but like, if you are so adamant on like having it early, it's like, you know, you know, that's having it early. I mean, fucking,
1: you know, um, I think another one, uh, another case for me, which is like, it's it's put such a sour taste on my uh, world of Warcraft. Uh, No, sorry, Heroes of the Storm. Mm -hmm. So, back in October 2018 they announced a new form of boosted uh, experience. So the more players that had this new type of booster... Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, it was November. November 2018. and more players that had this boosted um, experience system in play that you had to pay for, um, the more boosted experience you guys got. Yeah? You with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, and they gave you the opportunity to buy like a year's worth uh of this boost which was like i think 100 quid mm-hmm. 2 months later they stopped supporting the game yeah yeah i'm sorry dick move fucking I, dick I'm, move
0: i mean like i like it depends on how it went behind the scenes like i don't like i right do you know intentions digital do- extremes right you could buy
1: founders access to amazing eternals they cancelled the game and refunded everyone
0: Mm -hmm. well like sometimes like sometimes they're 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 capable sometimes people have good intention but they're not capable because there's also like uh bankruptcies where things happen and then they can't pay it back and sometimes there's bad intent like i'm not saying there is no bad intent but as long as i don't know the intent behind it um like I, i don't want to judge the intent um that said, it's like, um, like like let's let us let us say that Warframe didn't work out. It's like I don't like I I wonder. Let's say that like you bought like founders access to Warframe and Warframe like yeah. failed within like its first three months or something or, like after its first year. I don't know whether, yeah. like De would have been able to pay back all the founders because like that's the truth. No, they, they probably
1: were. wouldn't have been able to.
0: Yeah, so it's it's like it's also if you're capable of, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we are nearing the two hours. Um, yep, yep, we're not far off. So, should we see if the community
1: has any questions for us?
0: Yep, yeah, let's do that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them down in chat below. Uh, sadly, we're not going to be able to talk about mobile gaming. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that for another time. Um, I, to I be don't... honest,
1: though, like no. To be honest, though, I think mobile gaming is a real thing i think it has such great potential to be oh, this huge thing
0: yeah no i really like, do like like se- seriously so like like very quickly very very quickly uh i want to say two things number one like the, the thing that we were going to talk about is that like um they've been test like, like uh uh leaks have been coming out about um uh what is it uh samsung's new samsung's new um uh, gpu basically about well, graphics yeah. unit so like basically last year samsung and uh, amd teamed up together to, like, make a graphics chip on Samsung phones. So, like, this is the weird thing. In the world of computing, like, you have two giants when it comes to, like, GPU graphics, um, like, when it comes to, like, creating graphics cards. Like, they're NVIDIA, and they're, and they're, like, AMD. And none of these companies have done anything in the mobile space. Like, all of the, all of the graphics chips on, like, mobile phones are made from, like, Samsung makes their own, Apple makes their own. So it's really weird, if you think about it, that you have, like, these big giant, like, companies that know exactly what they're doing in the PC market that haven't gone down to mobile. So right now, like, last year, AMD and Samsung teamed up. And, like, that's been really interesting. Because, like, also, like, the thing you got to keep in mind, it's not just, like, the experience of, like, oh, these engineers know better how to craft these things. It's also patents. And that's also, like, the thing why people thought that, like, Samsung and AMD joined together. Because, like, Samsung has had to, like, build these chips like from scratch, but also have to have has had to like avoid all the patents that have been claimed by like AMD and Intel. Patents. Like...
1: Sorry, I thought you said uh, pans. No, pat- I don't like patents. patents. Okay, patents.
0: sorry, patents. So, like, patents. right now, they're able to use these patents. Um, and they've made their first like chip, or like it's not out yet, but like it will come out like soon. And like, they've there, there have been tests, um, Comparing it to like the Galaxy S twenty Ultra, which is like the, the the latest, brand new, most powerful Samsung phone, and like this thing, which is like the thing, uh, and like the scores were three times as high on like the benchmark tests, pushing pushing like the the, the thing up to like hundred and eighty one frames per second. Like seriously, like that's pretty insane on like yeah. a phone. And like I've uh, like I've recently. I'm gonna admit I have been a bad boy. Um, like my friends have been have been telling me, like, oh dude, we've been playing like Call of Duty on our on our phone. Like we like, these are my friends I used to play Call of Duty on my PlayStation with. So I downloaded it. Yeah. And like then I discovered that I could like link up my PlayStation controller with Bluetooth to my phone. So I did, and I can literally play like Call of Duty on my phone with a PlayStation controller and it runs rather well. And then I was like, yeah. well, what if I, like, hook up? Like, I have a USB-C dongle to, like, HDMI. What if I hook up a display? And I can literally just play on this, like, 4K display, like, not in 4K, but, like, in 1080p. I can play with a PlayStation controller wirelessly. I can play Call of Duty on my PC. And, well, no, 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 on my PC, on my, on my monitor. Like, that's literally what I yeah. did on a PlayStation 3. And of obviously, it isn't quite the quality of a PlayStation 3 game, but, like, it runs pretty damn smooth. Like, really damn smooth. And then, like, look at, like, this thing, which is coming out, which is three times as powerful, maybe, maybe, Yeah. as, like, the thing, like, the most powerful Samsung phone right now. If you look at the amount of storage that these things have, like, over a terabyte, like, some phones come packed in with. And, like, they have more RAM than MacBooks, which is, like, well, that's not very impressive, but, like, still, they have more RAM than MacBooks. Um, like, hmm. they're powerful as fuck computers, and everyone has them. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty insane
1: um my point was that i think that mobile gaming can be a real thing it just really depends on people supporting it people expand you know making games that are tailored for mobile like hearthstone hearthstone is a bloody good game for mobiles mm-hmm. right you know it was tailored for mobile but you see things that are just like half-baked oh raid shadow
0: legend Ooh. well it's see, see like the thing is like um i've uh, i put up the in the document like we that we could talk about like there's like stats where like there's so many gamers there's so much money in this thing it's an insane amount of money um but I think one, thing, one of the things that I want to talk about is, like, how can these things be taken seriously? Like, what, like, can there actually be, like, the thing that I'm wondering about is, like, when was the last time you heard about, like, a successful phone release? Like, you know, that it was, like, a, a conference and, like, they were like, oh, phone game. Woo! And everyone's like, yeah, I can't wait. And there were, like, advertisements all over TV and everyone's, like, getting ready for it. Like, everyone's getting ready for Cyberpunk 2077. And, like, yeah. I don't think there has ever been. And then, like, I was wondering, like, what needs to be changed in order to have that? But then I was thinking, like, does it need to be changed? Because like think about it. Like, it's already making a lot of money. Now, like, we might say that it's like, oh, well, like, it's not really a gaming market. Yeah, but like, what are games? It's like I think the majority of games that are being played. Um, uh, because like I don't know if you have like, if you uh if you remember this time, around 2013 to 15, like there was this time where like Ubisoft and EA and like all these big uh publishers were like pushing like Ports over to mobile of like their FIFA franchises of like like many franchises were ported over to to mobile because then like oh they can play like the full games on their on their mobile but it didn't catch on because like what I see a lot of people do like seriously a lot of people do is like oh they'll play like they'll play like a game of like cards or like they'll they'll play like the Candy Crush thing and like because like yeah. it's just mindless and I think it's the market right there it's just so many casuals that just love playing casual games. And maybe that this platform is just brilliant for people that just want to play casually and they're not interested in like any of these announcements and it's doing very well. And you will never see these announcements because like these announcements just don't line up with the target audience of mobile games, because just the way that the platform is designed.
1: Yep. Cool. Right. So I think we're done for this episode. I've not seen any questions appear in chat, which I'm not surprised. Um, I did see uh, a certain grid art. So, uh...
0: yeah, he said that. Um... I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the the world is working on them killing people right now. Um, I would not necessarily say that people need to die to that will fix things, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Steph asks a question: How long can the market take to recover? Uh, by you, if there's a suitable question, um, it probably relates to like the coronavirus thing. Um, like how long will, will take before the market recovers? Uh, I don't think we're both icono- like, uh, study No, economists.
1: I, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I'm not an, uh, an economicist.
0: No, but <laughs> like, I think if I just have to give my layman's idea, which is like, don't take this as any fact, I would say like, it could take a long time. It could take a short time. It just depends on like, um, Uh, when this thing ends and it depends on like how people like look at things because like if people like like this it's the same thing with like if the lockdown ends like is everyone going to go outside and be like happy again like they can go outside like yay we're back to our normal selves or are we going to be like like, are you still going to, like, hug people? Are you still going to, like, give people people handshakes when you see them if this thing ends? Like, it might, like, I don't know. Because, like, it's a bit weird to just, like, see people hug each other, like, on, on old f- videos or films or, like, TV series. Yeah. Like, dude, 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 hold on, hold on. People
1: touched each other? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, like, that might, like, like right now, there is not necessarily a direct cause outside of, like, the coronavirus lockdown that... Yeah, causes the economy to slow down. So if this thing were to be over, basically it could like get back up pretty really fast. However, if yeah. everyone's still like, you know, it could take yeah. a, like it could take yeah. longer, and I have no indication of how long that will take because I have no knowledge about that. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think that that is the framecast for this week. Um, next week we will be back with some other framecasts. Maybe we'll see if we can like get someone on to talk about Destiny and like the. Um, board frame and like the live servers on like uh, uh, consoles because I think that there's a lot more to talk about there which I haven't seen anyone talk about yet but anyway, uh, maybe that will be for next week maybe we'll do something else for next week, who knows anyway guys, go over to youtube.com if you want to see more content but it's beautiful, beautiful man right here Uh, if you want to support him on Patreon, go to patreon.com we will be back next week, same time, same channel on uh, 8pm European time uh, convert that to whatever time it is for you. This thing will be live tomorrow on YouTube.com and we have a very sexy man called GridArk in here. Twitch.tv slash GridArk if you want to say hi to him. Uh, he does some cool streams as well. And um, Yeah, we have a bunch of more cool people here like Steph and Tribal and like Nessif and a whole bunch of cool people that are watching his live. If you want to watch his live, you can chat with us. But otherwise, feel free to leave comments like down below because like we read them too. Or, I mean, I read them sometimes. <laughs> Anything more to say? No, you said it all. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway.